And I love I that. that. I saw that on your Facebook page, um, you know, following that. It was just like, we don't like what you did, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And there's something, there's something still about being an independent that, mm -hmm. that ability to say, well, I, I did it, I did it with before without you and I can do it again. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, that's kind of a, a, a kind of a cool thing, yeah. but it's also frustrating because you sit there, you know, you've got, you know, you've got a budget of a thousand dollars and they're biting, they're doing a budget of, you know, 400,000 or whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult thing. And, um, to, to fundraising is always always an issue for an independent. Mm -hmm. I mean, people say, "Oh, well, you can get a grant and you can do this." And yeah, there's some things available, but there's a lot of people biting, you know, trying to bite at that same apple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. How do you approach fund? How do you do your funding? How do you how do you go about crowd? Do you do crowd raise? You know, like whatever. Um, well, with Evil Alerts, there was absolutely no. I mean, I tried the crowdfunding and. I, I failed at it. I'll be quite honest with you. I failed at it because I didn't quite understand how to utilize it properly. And I didn't advertise it well enough to actually make a go of it. So then I'd, I'd stop that. I mean, yeah, I had my, my, uh, my mentor, he lives in San Francisco. In fact, I went to high school with this gentleman. He donated a hundred dollars and I made, you know, I gave him the credits that he deserved for it. And that was it. And then, Outside of that, it was myself and the uh, co-writer of Evil Lurks that basically funded it. But I was kind of like it overseeing everything. What's that? It is challenging. <clears throat> yeah, it is very challenging. Um, my next movies, on the other hand, <laughs> are going to need a lot more money than just what is in my pocket. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm looking to try to get some serious backers on the script called Doomsday, which is finished. Uh, the script that's titled Hell's Gate, which is about 50% completed. And then there's another script that the working title right now is called The Pulse. Um, that one I haven't touched too much. I'm a, probably about 50 pages into it. So, But now you have, you, you, have, you have something under your belt. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you, know, you, you have something to show, more mm -hmm. or less. Mm -hmm. um, this is a different time. So when you're, when you're talking about trying to attract a larger budget, do you see yourself going to the film arts? Do you see yourself in the, you know, the script writing contest? I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you see going about this? Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll basically, I'm the type of person that I'll take like the whole proverbial spaghetti and throw it against the wall and see what sticks kind of person. Um, I'll reach out to people. I, it doesn't matter. I'm not afraid to reach out to big time people because they're human beings just like everybody else at the end of the day. And if they tell me no, cool. If they have a suggestion on who to go to, even better. Um, like when I was reaching out to distribution companies, I reached out to one and he sent, and I sent him the director's cut, which is two hours and 28 minutes, which is absolutely atrociously long for a horror film, but it is what it is. And he suggested that we trimmed it down. So we trimmed it down to an hour and 44 minutes. That's including six minutes of end credits. And he liked the length at that time, but he thought it was too experimental for him to, to distribute. And that's fine. Cool. Different strokes for different folks. I understand not everything is going to be viewed 
as favorable to the 100% consensus of everyone in this world because there's, what, 7, 8 billion people in this world. So he suggested I go to another company or whatever the case may be. So I went to them. I'm like, they declined it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I just went to a company called Film Hub. And I've had great success with them. Uh, the movie is on, let's see, 16 different platforms now. In fact, it was picked up a couple days ago by another platform. And it, it's doing well enough that it was selected for physical media distribution via DVD to go out to all the big box retailers like Target, like like a Best Buy, like Walmart and that sort of thing, even Barnes and Noble and even libraries throughout the whole entire country. Um, unfortunately, the physical media is not going to be physically in the stores because a lot of stores are going away from that, like Best Buy is, but it's going to be on their website in the coming months. I would love it if it was on there now, that way, you know, Christmas is coming. Mm -hmm. But it's not, unfortunately. So I am also working with another gentleman that's authoring a special edition that's going to come out on DVD and Blu-ray pack, two, two Blu-ray, two disc pack, that's going to have the director's cut, the theatrical cut, behind the scenes photos and um, the deleted scenes as well, all in that pack. And it's going to be signed by me in a custom, you know, the custom sleeve that goes in the, in the, on the case and everything like that. And I'm going to be numbering them at least one through 50 for now. Um, I might increase it to a hundred, but right now it's going to be at least 50 and it's going to be $25 purchase shipped out the door for that price. Boom. Done. Is it going to be on your website that we can find? Um, I'm going to be putting it on uh, the social media sites like Evil Lurks site, uh, my company Crazy Rack Films. It's going to be on my actor's um, Facebook page. It's going to be my personal Facebook page. And it's going to be on my Instagram, Snapchat. <laughs> I, might even make a, I might even make a video for my TikTok page. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's going to be everywhere. And I have, a, I actually have a Google form for the people to fill out. Um, and payment is going to be via Zelle, uh, Zelle, uh, Venmo. Um, if they want to do PayPal, that's fine. But PayPal charges a fee. I don't yep, it does. that. Um, but those other two are, are phenomenal to use. And I use them religiously to send money, to send money back and forth and that sort of thing. So, and there's no fee no fee for that and it's anonymous so all you literally have to do is put in your email address that's tied to it boom done that's it you know, that's i don't get yeah i'll get your banking information no no and that's the thing people people are two things either they're really larry you're doing it or they're so used to doing venmo paypal that or you know zell they don't even think about it um, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone out and I was like, oh, what's your PayPal? What's your Zelle? What's this? You know, you, you get used to it. You you adapt to the technology mm -hmm. and kind of that's what you're doing here. And yeah. and that kind of leads me to another question here. <laughs> the the writer strike and everybody's over. Now we've got AI and all the great things that are coming. Horror mm -hmm. movies seem ripe for a AI intrusion. How do you how do you view it do you do you see it do you see yourself adapting to it using it ignoring it i mean 
Oh boy, yeah. I mean, the the actor strike is now over as well. That ended on the 9th at 12:01 p.m. Thank God. Um, and that was another. That's a huge sticking point with them as well. And I haven't read the verbiage in the contract because I'm not SAG yet. Um, uh. Crossing my, I'm crossing everything I can because eventually I will be because my my agents are getting me to that point. But as a filmmaker myself, I am dead set against AI. Um, people might think, well, well, you're crazy. Well, no, I'm not crazy because AI is going to take the jobs from the actors, in my opinion, because these big studios, what they wanted to do was they wanted to scan the likeness of the actor once, pay them once for their time on set, and use their likeness in perpetuity, which means forever, <laughs> and not pay them. That is wrong. Um, I, I would rather have the actor physically on set that way I can work with them and not do the AI stuff. I've tinkered with AI just to see what it what it does and the power of it and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's cool, but it's not all it's also not hundred percent accurate either. Yeah. You know, I mean I asked it to do a budget for evil lurks and they're like, well, we can't do a budget unless you provide the script. I'm like, okay, the script is copywritten. I'm fine. So I supplied it the PDF of the script and it took a couple minutes for it to come back and it broke down the line items of the budget and the budget when it came back was 5.5 million. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, yeah, I didn't have that <laughs> to make the movie. Um, so I was blown I, I, away and that was without asking it to add A-list actors into a role. Geez. It's, it's it's like amazing. I mean, I, I, you know, the, the screen, the writer's guild was upset about it and, and working on it because you can say, here's my idea. Write me a script mm -hmm. and it will take away a writer. It will take away an actor. Mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of sit there and go, we got to deal with it somehow, but yeah. the, the, it, it was kind of to me, I, I try to equate it to when I was a kid, record albums. Yeah. Album cover art was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then we went to CDs. <laughs> Everything got smaller and smaller and and and, and it kind of like that that job kind of went away, but there were amazing album covers that came out. Yeah. And that that it was kind of like a lost art and mm -hmm. I wonder, you know, will AI have that same effect going forward? Um It'll be interesting not. to see. Yeah, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I hope not. But, I mean, oh, man, I'm not going to use AI to design anything uh, because I'm an artist. Point blank, period, end of story. If someone wants something custom, they come to me. If you want cookie cutter, well, <laughs> there's stuff AI. out there for that. Try AI. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's, it, it's going to be something we as artists are going to have to confront and, and no matter how hard we try it's going to be it I, I, I keep looking at it going it's here and how do you control it and yeah. what do you do as an actor i'm not particularly happy about it as an artist i'm definitely not happy about it yeah. but we'll but we'll you know we'll, we'll kind of see where we're going with it yeah. um you've got other projects in the works and I think that's kind of cool. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of these scripts. Um, but you also started this podcast thing. 
Yes, <laughs> I have been. Uh, with, I've been friends with Rabbit and Red Network, the gentleman that runs that network for a long time. I've been on a couple of his shows numerous times. And yes, there you go. Hey, you got it. Cool. <laughs> yes, love it. Yes, that is the title of the show called Hump Day, and it is actually on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Uh, Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And our first topic was uh, first dates <laughs> because of this viral video that's been going around the interwebs about this lady that was on a first date with a gentleman and he took her to cheesecake factory and she was she was she wasn't like raving mad but she was just getting digs in on him basically saying i don't go to chain restaurants how can you take me here look at me i'm beautiful and that sort of thing uh the video's up on tiktok somewhere all you all you literally have to do is probably google a cheesecake factory first date and it's probably one of the top if not the top video on i've it. seen it <laughs> it's, it's like... insane and i watched it i'm like how can you be that shallow i'm like maybe that's all the dude could afford and by no means is cheesecake factory cheap nope it's a good place i mean but man i mean like the the bad the bad boy attitude in me would have left her butt there and went home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this guy was a gentleman and pulled out of the parking lot and proceeded to take her home. And then she got all upset about it but that she was being taken home. Like, well, what do you want? <laughs> So. I, yeah, first dates, and sometimes, and I'll say, sometimes the first date, the guy will come up with something that he thinks is cute. Yeah. You know, like, okay, mm -hmm. this is a little kitschy. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's mm -hmm. do McDonald's, whatever. Yeah. Um, I remember being in New York and the big first date was if you were really trying to impress her, the guy would pick you up in the morning and you would drive from Manhattan to Maine to go to mm -hmm. uh, Barnacle Bob. Okay. And it was a lobster place. And it was like, oh, uh, you know, it's like, yeah. and then I had a guy who took you on the Roosevelt tram and took you to dinner at the diner there. It, oh. You got to take it for what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I laugh when I read these first dates and then, then I kind of crack up because then you got the, the next line is I can't find a great whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, my first date was one of my first dates was I took a, a young woman, not a young woman, but a, a, a woman to a country concert at an open air amphitheater out here locally. And we had fun. It was a blast. We had a good time. The very next weekend was a wine festival in a town neighboring mine. And I was like, hey, there's a wine festival in, in the town next to where I live in. Let's Let's go out to an Italian restaurant, Villa Verona. I know the owner of that place to have a nice dinner and just enjoy the festival. <sighs> Little did I know that she she admitted to me once we were there. Oh, by the way, I'm a wine whore. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming that means you're an alcoholic with wine. I don't know. <laughs> that was like the downhill. But I mean, she was respectable and that sort of thing. And she was good company. She ended up we ended up, you know, parting ways, you know, getting married and, you know, good for her. But that was, that was a very interesting situation. I've never had anybody admit to me that they're a wine whore. 
God. Again, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I remember I had a first aid. I met a guy when I was in law school and we were talking. He goes, hey, are you busy? And I'm like, no. He goes, how would you like to go to a wedding? I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. That's, you know, but it, it, it's funny though. My, John, my, my other half, before we met, we met on Tinder, John and I, he had 24 dates before he found me. Wow. And my opening line to him was before we even met is, A, I don't do harems. And if you're going to see me, you're going to see me. I'm not doing this whole thing. Yeah. But he went out, he went on a date with this woman who proceeded to order. They went for a drink. She ordered every appetizer on the menu. At, I forgot they went to Morton's or something or LG's. And, she, and then she proceeded to order a bottle of wine and it, the drinks. And he was like, this is like ridiculous. And he, he went through the date. He paid for it. He paid. He left. And he goes, some of these people, all they're doing is setting up their dinner dates for the week. And he said, you know, it was supposed to be a you know meet and greet to have a drink or two. And he goes, next thing I know, it's like a $400 night. hard. <laughs> <laughs> and we ran into her when we were on a date and she was trying to make nice and I don't share my toys well. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just to 10 children. I do not share. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to sort of nip that one in the butt. But oh my god, wow. But, you, but I think it's a cool idea though. I mean, you're gonna be doing this every week, and is it gonna be a different topic about you know relationships or you're gonna yes, kind of fly all over? Yes, it's going to be different topics every week. I came up with this first topic for this one. Uh, my co-host, um, uh, she's in the picture. I forget her name. Miss uh, Londa is what we're calling her online on, on the show. And she came up with the next topic. And it's going to be about, in fact, I posed the question on my Facebook page. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh, my goodness. In fact, it's pinned on my page. The question is, does social media dictate your relationship? I know that's a very vague question, but does social media dictate your relationship? I.e., is your relationship official once it's, air quote, Facebook official? <laughs> you know, I mean, do people's opinions about your relationship dictate what happens in your relationship. Um, that would be an interesting topic, I think, yes. because, yeah, there's this whole social media thing. It's like, oh, when I was in college, way back in, way back when, I went to a woman's college, and there was a hierarchy about who you dated, whom you dated. And mm -hmm. if you were dating, you know, the med student from Harvard, that was A1. If you were dating the, you know, the guy who was going to be going to Wentworth Institute, yeah, not so much. There was this whole, this whole, mm -hmm. you know, hierarchy within within a woman's dorm. Let me tell you, it was, <laughs> it was interesting. Oh, but, boy. Uh, but I wonder about that because, you know, everybody's so tied to social media and what everybody thinks and what everybody does. And I think that'll be a very cool topic. It, it, you know? I think it will. I mean, our very first show we had, we had quite the chatter going on in in the chat section of the of the live stream because I think we live streamed to Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Rumble. I think those three. I've talked to the producer about that. Um, but we had quite the chat going on, and we actually had callers call in, which was awesome because that's the whole that's the whole thing behind it. We want people to call in and not be afraid to discuss 
taboos of relationships and that sort of thing because there are taboos about relationships about like you know the size